talked about taking dominion over Satan. We do have an enemy today. He's not more powerful than we are, but he's there. And we need to understand we have to take dominion over him. And once we learn to take dominion over self and dominion over Satan, we talked about taking dominion over circumstances. Circumstances are things we have no control over. Everybody has them. We all live with circumstances, and we need to learn to take dominion over them. And then last Sunday, we began to talk about taking dominion over sin because we can take dominion over sin. We're not bound to live a life of sin. Do we sin? Of course, we're human. We make mistakes, but we ought not get up in the morning and take a, a, an inventory of which ones today I'm going to have to give in to sin. No, we don't have to give in to sin. We mess up, we make mistakes, but we can live with taking dominion over sin. And today we're going to continue this lesson on taking dominion over sin. We're going to turn to Romans chapter 8. If you'll turn there with us today, we'll read a few verses of Scripture. We talked last week out of Ezekiel 18 how that I'm not bound by my father's sin, and my father's not bound by my sin. I am responsible for my own sin. And we learn that all I have to do, anybody that falls into sin, all they have to do is turn back to God, and he's there with open arms. Aren't you glad his mercy is new every morning? Aren't you glad that he is a faithful God? Romans chapter 8 and verse 1, the Bible says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. Everybody say, that's me. He didn't come to destroy the law. He came us to give us the ability to fulfill the law, and we're going to learn the only way to do that today who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. We're not going to be able to live for God by our flesh. We have got to learn how to live for God in the Spirit. For they, verse 5, that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Anybody want some peace today? That's what the world is looking for is a little bit of peace today. And I want to live life. I don't want to just exist. I want to live life and have peace because, verse 7, the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. I'm going to read that one more time. The carnal mind. Everybody say the carnal mind. Now, that's not talking about the sinful mind. It's talking about your mind. It's talking about this body of flesh. It's talking about right now, I have a mind that is carnal. I don't live carnal. But my spirit's toted around in a body that's controlled by a carnal mind. It thinks. It reasons. It comes up with its own ideas. And that carnal mind that thinks its own ideas, that reasons with itself, it's the enemy of God. The carnal mind, the, the, the fleshly mind I have, the brain in my head, 
that runs this body. The Bible says it's enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God. What's not? My brain. My carnal mind. That's why I can't live for God in the flesh. I have to walk in the Spirit, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. What that means is no matter how hard I try, I can try hard as I want, but if I'm doing it by my brain, my mind, my carnal mind, I'm going to be unsuccessful. But if I ever learn how to live for God in the Spirit, praise God. So, verse 8, so then they that are in the flesh cannot. Everybody say cannot. Now, the Bible's true, right? This is forever settled, right? And, and that doesn't mean how spiritual I think I am. I cannot live for God by my flesh. i got to do it in the Spirit. We're going to talk about that today. God bless you. You can be seated. Thank you for standing for the reading of the Word. We're talking about taking dominion over sin. Verse 1, Romans 8. There is, therefore, now no condemnation. I don't know about you, but I've felt condemnation in my life. I don't think I'm the only one. Condemnation, it, it means I'm condemned. It means I'm guilty. It means because I'm guilty, I feel condemnation. It means because I have been, I have been proven to be wrong according to Scripture, condemnation comes. It makes me feel bad. It, it makes me want to quit. It makes me want to turn around. Well, here's a question that condemnation brings. What's the use? You ever asked yourself that? You ever tried your best to live for God? I everything in you, man, I'm going to live for God today. And then you fall and you end up saying, well, what's the use? Well, the use is if we don't live for him every day, we're not going to live for him in eternity. And I'm glad it says there is therefore now no condemnation. That means I can get to a state that I live in that there's no condemnation in my mind. It's the book. That means it's available. But it tells us there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. What does that mean? What does it mean to be in Christ Jesus? He went on to say, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. There's no condemnation to those who are living for God or walking after the Spirit, and that word Spirit has a capital S in front of it. That means it's talking about the Holy Ghost. So if I ever learn how to live for God in the Holy Ghost, I'll have no condemnation, even if I fall. Well, if I fall, doesn't that mean I'm condemned? No, it means though I fall, I shall rise condemnation comes when I fall and I stay down in there and I wallow in it and the devil comes over and says, see, I told you. And then I begin to feel condemnation in my life. But if I'm walking in the Holy Ghost, I know I'm going to make mistakes. But I have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and I can come to an altar of repentance and I can get washed in the blood again and there's no condemnation. Why? Because I'm walking after the Holy Ghost who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit, no condemnation. That kind of sounds like to me dominion over sin. That kind of sounds like to me if I live this life in the Spirit 
and there is no condemnation. I'm living in dominion over sin. But let's look at this phrase, which are in. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. In the Greek, that which are in is one word. English is just so discombobulated, I guess. They, it took them three words to explain one word in Greek. Which are in. This is what that means. I, I hope I can help us understand that this is the key to living in dominion over sin. It's the, it's the which are in Christ Jesus that have no condemnation. Which are in, it means a primary preposition denoting a fixed position. Everybody say a fixed position. If a double-minded man tries to live for God, he will not be successful. Why? Because Scripture says he's unstable in all of his ways. you got to be fixed in Christ Jesus. you got to have it settled in your mind in Christ Jesus. You've got to have a made-up mind. I'm going to live for God. Whether I fall or not, I'm walking after the Spirit. It denotes a fixed position in place, in time, or in state. And as much as I thank God he called me to Tennessee, it ain't talking about the state of Tennessee. (laughs) It's talking about the state that I am in in life. In other words, it doesn't matter where I find myself. It doesn't matter what I'm doing with my time. It doesn't matter the, the circumstances of where I am in a certain place or time. I've got to have my mind made up. I'm fixed in Jesus. I'm living for Jesus no matter where I'm at. Whether I'm at church, whether I'm at Walmart, whether I'm at the doctor, whether I'm at school, whether I'm at a family reunion, whether I'm by myself, it doesn't matter where I am. I'm in a fixed position. I'm in a fixed place. I'm in a fixed state of being in Christ. And it means by implication, instrumentally at rest. Now, the musicians in the, in the building understand what that means. There's things in, in compositions, there's things in music where you'll play a little while and usually there's a crescendo or, or, or there's, a, there's a, a building up of Sister Rogers and Brother Rogers and Sister Wood and I went to see Handel's Messiah. Was that what it was? And there were things in that concerto. Is that the right word? Maybe. I don't know. Where we was at. How about that? <laughs> There was things, yeah, redneck go to the symphony, right? (laughs) There was things that happened in there, and the music was so powerful, and the operatic singing, is that right? I'm trying to use words I don't know today. I better be careful. The singing of all of that, and they were talking about the Messiah. They were singing about Jesus, and at times in there, you would feel the energy build, and then there'd be And then they'd start back. And then they'd build again, and then they'd, that's called a rest. In the psalm, we read it this way, Selah. You know what Selah means? It means stop and think about it. Rest. They that are resting in Christ Jesus. They that are thinking about. Christ Jesus. They that don't worry about the world because they know their mind stayed on Him and He's never left them nor failed them nor forsaken them. So they take their rest, their being still. 
and knowing that He is God. They can rest in Jesus. You know who doesn't rest in Jesus? Always worried, always fretting, always, man, I don't know if this is going to work. Man, I don't know. If in your mind you're always here, you're not resting. Somebody say rest. It means give self holy to which are in. It means a place of proper being in the interior of some whole. Let me try to break that down into Clotvillees. I can come to church and my sleeves be right. I can come to church and my hair be right. I can come to church and my mouth be right. I can come to church and my hand clapping be right. I can come to church and my hand raising be right. But if I'm not that way, if I'm not proper in the interior of my whole self, eventually this is going to betray me. Eventually I can have the outside right. I can do all the outside, Elder. But eventually the inside is going to betray me because out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. And that's why we look at people walking and they look right and they, they walk right, but they don't talk right. Why? Because it's a show. I don't want to live for God in a show. Because then I'm living in my flesh. Then I'm not in Christ, I'm in my flesh. The way we explain it around here, and uh, this may be new to you, give me time to explain it. There's a list, okay? They're called standards. They're there. We believe in them. But I don't live by that list. You hear what I'm telling you? Do I believe the list? You better believe it. Do I preach the list? Yes, I do. How? In how I live. Because I made up my mind I'm going to live for Jesus, and he's the one who wrote the list. I didn't write the list. He wrote the list. And if I'm living by the list, I'm living by my carnal mind. Hear me, somebody. If I'm just reading the list and saying, I got to do that, I can't do that, I can't go there, I got to go there, I'm living for Jesus wrong. Does the list matter? Yes, of course it does. It comes out of that book. But if I'm living by my carnal mind for that list, I'm not in Christ Jesus. Here's the person that's in Christ Jesus. They come to God. They're drawn by His Spirit. They repent of their sins. They get baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of those sins. They receive the gift of the Holy Ghost evidenced by speaking in tongues. And then it becomes a part of the inside of them, the interior. And they let God change their interior. They let God change their heart. They let God change who they are inside. And all of a sudden, things start changing on the outside. And it's amazing, Brother Cannon. I've done it for decades. You teach somebody to get the inside right, the outside shows up all by itself. You teach somebody to fall in love with God, the outside shows up all by itself. This is why we encourage people. Don't you go up to a new convert and say, you need to quit doing that. I've asked us not to do that I don't know how many times. It's not your job to ask a new convert to line up with the list. I don't want to teach a new convert to live by the list. I want to teach a new convert to fall in love with Jesus, and Jesus will take care of the list. Oh, come on now. I'm talking about being in Christ Jesus. Those who are in Christ Jesus don't walk after the flesh. 
That's what it says. Those who are in Christ Jesus don't walk after the flesh. They walk after the Spirit. Someone who is walking after something is being led. Right? That's deep, ain't it? You might want to write that down. That took me four. No, I'm teasing. (laughs) Someone following is being led. We're following after a leader. Either our flesh or the spirit. How do we know which one we're following? By the fruit we're bearing. When our flesh is in control, we're walking after the flesh. And in that instant, we're not in Christ. It's impossible. When the Spirit is control and we're being led by and we're walking in the Spirit, we are in Christ. Jesus is in control. Is this making sense today? Romans chapter 8 and verse 2. For. Why? Anybody want to know the why? That's what we strive to teach here is the why. Because if you're just doing it because you know it's right and you don't know why, you'll quit one day. But if we can ever understand why and the importance of it, we'll hold on to it till Jesus comes. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ hath made me free from the law of sin and death. We're talking about taking dominion over sin today. Let me read you a couple of different translations of Romans chapter 8 and verse 2. One translation says this, For the law of the Spirit, comma, everybody say the Spirit has laws. There is a list. We can't do anything about that. I just don't want to live by the list. I want to live by the Spirit and let the list show up. Now, if we live for God some 20, 30 years and nothing on the list has shown up, we're living by our carnal nature. We're not living in Christ because you can't live for God very long until He starts convicting you. Everybody say conviction. There's a difference in conviction and condemnation. We're talking about there's therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. But, buddy, when you start living for God, conviction's going to be your friend. Because he's going to show up on the inside and that little voice you're hearing saying, you really ought not do that. That's him. Your flesh ain't going to tell you you don't need to sin. It wants to sin. For the law of the Spirit, which brings us life, In union with Christ Jesus. So what makes me unified to Jesus? The law of the Spirit. What brings me life in that union with Christ Jesus? The law of the Spirit. Does that make sense? Let me try to explain it. I'm going to set this on that table right there. Oh, wait a minute. I I want you to stay right there. Don't move. Stay right there, handkerchief. Maybe I'm on the wrong side. Watch. That's where I want you to stay. I'll be right back. What's happening? Somebody tell me what's happening. It's called the law of gravity. Right? We all know that's real, right? You know why we know that's real? Because we've proven it to be real. Right? 
I went to school. And back then, they actually taught you stuff, not junk. <laughs> and they taught us about the law of gravity. It's a law. Everybody say, it's a law. Is it bad? Oh, it's a law. We don't want to be legalist. I love this elder. I've got to have elders in my life. I'm not teaching anything this man ain't never taught. Is that right? It's a law. It's there. The law of the Spirit. It's there. It doesn't matter how many times I go try to get it to do something it's not supposed to do. It's going to obey the law of the Spirit. It doesn't matter how many times I try to come up with some newfangled thing to live for God. Let's get a new program. Be Free is not a new program. Be Free is going to be us putting the principles of this book into people's lives. And guess what's going to happen? God's going to fill them with the Holy Ghost. We're going to baptize them in Jesus' name. They're going to be delivered from the addiction that has them bound in Jesus' name. Why? It's a law. It has to happen. It doesn't have a choice. It's a law. One version says this. I like this. The standards of the Spirit. Standards is not a bad word. Standards is safety. Standards is what keeps me safe. The only time standards become unsafe is when I'm obeying them by my carnal mind. You're not going to live for God by your thinking. You've got to live for God by the Spirit. The standards of the Spirit who gives life through Christ Jesus have set you free from the standards of sin and death. Wait a minute. You mean sin has standards? You better believe sin has standards. The devil has standards. Here's a standard. You smoke one, you're going to smoke another one. Here's a standard. You start off with beer, you're going to end up with liquor. Here's a standard. You start off with pots, you're going to end up with, I don't even know what they're doing now, Molly, I, I don't know what they're doing. They call it a gateway drug. You know what a gateway sin is? It's one you allow on the inside. Because we think nobody sees what happens on the inside. He sees, and it affects us. There are the laws of the Spirit. There are the laws and the standards of sin and death. One version said this, For the life-giving power of the Spirit. Wait a minute. So the law is life-giving power? So standards are life-giving power? Yes. They're our friend. For the life-giving power of the Spirit through union. Everybody say union. With Christ Jesus. You got to be unified with Him. You got to be in Him. Has set us free from the power of sin and death. There are laws of the Spirit that over time the church has proven to be true. It, it wasn't long after gravity showed up that they began to teach it. And ever since they've been teaching about this law of gravity, it has been true. Every time they teach it, it's been true. They try to make anti-gravity devices. Guess what? When they turn it off, it's still true. 
right? It's still true. This is a law of gravity. There are laws of the Spirit. How do we know they're true? Because every time the church has put them into practice, they've done the same thing. Every time someone has repented, every time someone has been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of their sins, every time someone has received the gift of the Holy Ghost, they've spoken in tongues. Every time someone has begun to live in Christ, God turned their life around, and they begin to go up and not down. There are laws of the Spirit, but we try to live them by the carnality of our mind, and they don't work. Why, why isn't this law working? Because you're trying to follow the list, not the spirit of the list. Is this helping anybody today? I'm talking about taking dominion over sin. There are laws of the spirit that over time, how long have you been preaching, Elder? See? 50 years at least? Have the laws of the spirit ever changed? Not one time? You couldn't ever get God to have you. I know he loves you. I know you got favor with him. You couldn't talk him into changing one of them. They're laws. It'll always be. Everybody say it'll always be. These are the laws of the Spirit that if we're going to be in Christ Jesus, we must abide by them. When we try to live for God with our carnal mind, when we try to live for God God by what we think. You ever heard anybody say that? Say this? Well, I don't think it takes all that. You know the mistake of that? The word think. Because when I think about it, Brother Cannon, it doesn't make sense that a little handful of people could come down here to North Castle Heights Avenue and rent a building and God do anything. But look what he's doing. Look around. Look around at what God's doing. If I try to reason this out, it would never happen. If I tried to come up with why it would work, it would never happen. When I try to figure out why God's going to do what he's fixing to do, it'll never happen. But when I begin to walk after the Spirit and I say, God, wherever you go, I'm going. God, whatever you do, I'm doing. The Holy Ghost begins to move. Move and things are going to be all right. Just make sense today? When we live by our carnal mind, when we try to live for God by our thinking, we die. It's a law. That's when we end up with the list and we go, well, I, wanna, I, wanna, I want Pastor Wood to be happy with me. I, look, I want to be happy with you too because... It's not unprofitable for me when it's hard to pastor somebody. It's unprofitable for them. That's Scripture. <laughs> I don't want to have a hard time. But see, here's the thing. I'm empathetic because I have a hard time with me. <laughs> I have a hard time getting this one to line up. I understand when it's hard to live for God. I'm going to say it again. If you live for God easy, it's hard. But if you'll live for God hard, it'll be easy. And the way to live for God hard is in the Spirit, not in the flesh. When we, through the laws of the Spirit, kill our way of thinking and begin to follow the Spirit's way of thinking, then, and only then, we're in Christ. We're abiding in Him. Aren't you glad His mercies are new every morning? Aren't you glad I can have a bad day? We were in pre-service prayer for the usher and hostess today, and we play music on my phone. I had the ringer silenced. I had it on do not disturb. My ringtone is a barred owl and a turkey goblin. 
Thank the Lord I got it stopped before the turkey gobbled. Sister Rogers went, what in the world was that? <laughs> I would have too, right? Man, that was a mess up. So I went back there, and I turned my phone off, and I said, all right, folks, let's pack it up. We're not going to have church today. I made a mistake. Let's go home. Did I do that? Well, look around. No, we didn't do that. Why? Because we're going to have church no matter what. I don't care how many times we fall. I don't care how many times we fail. I don't care how many times somebody backs up. We're going forward, honey. We're going to see what God's got for Lebanon. We're going to see what God will do for Lebanon. We're in Christ Jesus. I'm not walking after what my flesh does. I'm walking after what the Holy Ghost does. So how do we know? How do we know what the laws of the Spirit are? Pastor Wood, if you won't print out the list and give it to us, what are they? How do we know? I'm glad you asked. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 1. Moreover, brethren and sisters, I would not that ye should be ignorant. I don't want anybody ignorant of the laws of the Spirit. That's why we have teaching. That's why we have preaching. I would not have ye to be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and all were baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. We have the Old Testament. Aren't you glad we have the Old Testament? And did all eat the same? Everybody say the same. And did all eat the same spiritual meat? And did all eat, drink the same? Everybody say the same. The same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was Christ. There's therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Moses and them was in Christ. Why? Because they followed the rock. That means they were being led by the Spirit. You... Do I need to go over that again? You see the connection? You got it? You see it? I got a lot to read here today, and I'm already past 11.30. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. But with many of them, God was not pleased. Why? For they were overthrown in the wilderness. Some of them made mistakes. Some of them messed up. They were following, they were walking after the Spirit, but some of them in the wilderness gave up and started thinking with their mind, and they quit following the Spirit. Now, verse 6, these things were our examples. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So people that were following the Spirit got off track and messed up, and God blessed us with the Old Testament so we'd have examples of people that begin to follow after the flesh and not the Spirit. How do we know they work? Because they've always worked. And they'll always work. Because they were following that rock, which was Christ. To the intent, verse 6, we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. They got in their mind that they could do what they wanted to do, and those that did died, Elder. Those that did, snakes were sent after them, and God had to send a pole with a snake on the top and hold it up and, and stop the plague. In the like, the like manner, we have the cross of Calvary to look for. He was smitten for us. He was stricken for us. And when we mess up, we just run back to Calvary, and His mercy is new one more time, and we can begin to follow after Christ again. We're following after Him. we got to be led by the Spirit. 
You're not going to figure this out with your head. Neither, verse 7, be ye idolaters, as were some of them, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and to drink and rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication, as some of them committed, and fell in one day three and twenty thousand. Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted, and were destroyed of serpents. Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured. Uh-oh. You mean murmuring proves I'm not following Christ? They're our example. It's always been true. I don't think it takes all that. That's where you're messing up. Thank you, Jesus. Neither murmur ye as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now, verse 11. Everybody say now. Right now. Right now. Everybody say today. Everybody say, in me. Now, all these things happen unto them for in samples. He didn't leave us to figure this out. We don't have to sit down and try to figure out some new way. I know some people have some questions about the Be Free program. I'm glad you do, but I haven't talked to my pastor yet, and I'm, calling, I'm on a call with him tomorrow to discuss it. Why? Because I don't want to get off track. I have to be covered by my pastor so that new freedom is covered by theirs. That's how spiritual authority works. We good? He said, all these things happen unto them for in samples, and they are written for our admonition. The Old Testament wasn't for the Jews. It was for the church. It was so the church would have examples of how to follow the Spirit. Upon whom the ends of the world are come. If we do what they did, we'll get what they got. It's a law. It's been proven time and time and time again. The laws of the Spirit were proven in the Old Testament. And they're proven in the New Testament. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. You think you got it figured out, huh? You think you've done, you done, you done memorized the list, huh? You, you're standing there, huh? You better take heed to yourself or you're going to end up falling. There hath no temptation taken us. Everybody say me. There is no temptation, temptation taken you. But such as is common to man. Well, Pastor Wood, we live in a in an evil day, and and nobody's had to fight the devil like we are. Bull, baloney. That's not true. That's not true. Flesh is flesh. We have to fight our flesh. Yeah, but they didn't have the internet. Yeah, they had other things. Read your Bible. They had they had uh, they had folks around the front door of the church that would sell themselves to whoever wanted to buy them and some of the folks going in and pay for them I'm glad we ain't got a tent out in front of new freedom hallelujah I don't have to walk through that to get into the house of God I don't have to look at the things on here they had to go through that to get in the house of God why did God allow that for our example what happened to them they ended up falling into sin so why would I go through sin to get into the house of God? Just making sense today? There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Everybody say, God is faithful. 
who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. I just can't live for God. Yes, you can. You know why people don't come out of sin? They don't want to. You know why people don't quit sinning? They don't want to. There has not been one human being, not one, that could not be helped by the Holy Ghost. Not one. There's not been one. Oh, you don't know the guy I knew. God did. Oh, you don't know the you don't know the person that I that I knew. God couldn't help them. Yes, he could. They didn't want help. Just all right, I'm not trying to be mean today. I just want to know what the law is so I can follow it. Wherefore, let's see, but with will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. Everybody say temptation. God don't tempt us. This is not talking about you having a hard time living for God. It's not. It's talking about temptation to sin. When does temptation to sin come? The Bible says, first we must lust after something. You know what we lust after? We lust after things we see. That's why when I got in church, our children used to sing, Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. For the Father up above, who is looking down in love. Little eyes, you better be careful what you see. Little ears, be careful what you hear. Little ears, be careful what you hear. For the Father up above, who is looking down in love. Friend, you better let your ears be careful what they hear. Two feet, be careful where you go. Come on now. He gave us a way to escape temptation. Too many people don't want to escape. Wherefore, verse 14, my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. Look at verse 15. I speak as to wise men. I didn't come today to talk down to anybody. I speak to wise people. You know why you're wise? You're in the house of God today. You know why you're wise? You're following the Spirit today. You know why you're wise? You, you want to do better today. I'm speaking to wise men, so here's what I want you to do. Judge what I say. That's what he said. Judge ye what I say. Have I said anything today that's not true? Have I said anything today that's been proven wrong? It's the law of the Spirit. I speak as to wise men, judge ye what I say. The cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? He's talking about communion. The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? For we being many. Everybody say, we're many. Isn't that neat? We didn't start out as many. (laughs) For we who are many are one bread. And one body. Everybody say one. I'm, I'm, giving a, I'm trying to slip the law of the Spirit in here. For we who are many are one bread. We who are many are one body. For we are all. Everybody say all. For we are all partakers of that one bread. And here's how you know the spirit of the law. Unity. 
here's how you know if you're following after the Spirit. If I'm the only one in church heading off on a different direction and the other part of the body's going in that direction, I'm not following the law of the Spirit. If the church is headed this way, no, I think we ought to go that way. Well, have fun. We're going after the Spirit. We're going after the one bread. We're one body. We're all unified. We're going after what the Holy Ghost has. You might want to follow after that way, but God bless you. We're going that way. You got to get this. You got to get this. For we being many are one bread and one body, for we are all partakers of that one bread. Behold, Israel after the flesh. Look at what they did trying to live by the list. Behold, Israel after the flesh. Are, they, are not they which eat of the sacrifices partaker of the altar? You come to the house of God. You hear the preaching of the word. You pray at this altar. Don't you have to become one with this altar? Don't you have to become one with this pulpit? Don't you have to become one with this body? What say I then? That the idol is anything or that which is offered in sacrifice of the idol is anything. But I say, verse 20, that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils. Why? Because they do it with their mind. The things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. And I would not that ye should have fellowship with devils. What does that mean? Don't live for God with your mind. The world tries it. The Dave Ramsey program is nothing but the Word of God. But they're doing it after the mind. Does it work? Well, yeah, it's always worked. But that don't mean everybody that's ever screamed, is going to heaven. I'm glad they found the principles of the Word and they're using it to bless their life, honey, but I'm trying to get to heaven. I'm trying to take as many to heaven with me as I can. I'm trying to get as many people out of Lebanon to go to heaven with me as I can. I ain't got time to sit up here and try to figure it out with my mind. I've got to follow the law of the Spirit that has always worked. Everybody say, it's always worked. Everybody say, it always will. The world's ways are not God's ways. It's a law. It's been proven. Verse 21, ye cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. Ye cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and the table of devils. Oh, so I guess I can't go to work because my job's in the world. I guess I can't go shop at Walmart because you know them folks ain't saved. Here's the answer to that. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. We are in the world. We are not of the world. We do not take the concepts of the world and apply them to the church. We take the concepts of the church and apply them in the world. This is following after the Spirit. This is walking after the one bread. This is being the church in the world today. And it's what God has called new freedom to be. That's our mission statement. To be the church God went to Calvary for. He only went to church to Calvary for one. Now, there's more than one church. There's more than one pastor. There's more than one organization. I'm not saying we're the only ones going to heaven. Mercy. I want to get as many people to heaven as I can. But there are laws of the Spirit that we have to follow. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord. Verse 22, do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? How, how would I do that? How? Me as a human being. Elder, I'm a human being. How could I provoke the Lord? How? 
Read the verse before it. He asked the question because of what he said before it. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and of the table of devils or else you're going to provoke the Lord. Here's the thing. God's been so good to New Freedom. I have no complaints, Elder. I have zero complaints. God's been too good to me. He's been too good to us. He's done so many miracles for us. Who I would be a moron to say, God, I thank you for everything you've done, but we're going to go next door and we're going to tell, we're going to ask her how we should run be free. We're going to go next door and we're going to ask her what the, what the medical world says. Now, I am going to ask her what the medical world says. I am going to have her come talk to us. You know why? Because she told me some things that blew my mind. Wait till you hear what praise actually is. I'm sure Sister Rogers knows. Wait till you hear that when you praise, the reason you get healed while you're praising is because dopamine is released into your body. And praise is an act of praise and worship to God. And He created our bodies that when we're praising and worshiping Him and we touch the Spirit, we can be healed in Jesus' name. That's why healing works. That's why we can lay hands on the sick and they recover because we, we bring them into the presence of God, but not if we don't have it with us. Thank you, Jesus. Do we provoke the Lord to jealousy by trying to live for Him by our carnal mind? I say no. I'm, I'm bragging on new freedom today. We didn't get here by living for God in our carnal mind. We, we, now, let me, let me clarify just one thing. Just let me clarify something. There are principles that the world uses that we can apply because they came from the book. I'm not preaching against those principles. You hear me today. They got them from the book, and they'll always work. So I'm not preaching against using those principles. Affirmations work. They just call them affirmations. I call it prayer. I call it praying the Word. There are steps I can follow that work, that came from this book. I can prove they came from this book. Why would I stop following them? I'm not preaching against that. I'm just saying while you're following those things the world uses, you better know it came from the one bread. You better know it came from the Holy Ghost. You, you better know one day you're going to have to go from doing it with your mind to doing it by faith in the Spirit. We're never going to do away with things that will help us. I'd be a moron. To tell somebody, oh, that's helping you, stop doing it. I'll never do that. But I'll also never stop telling them you can eventually get to the place where you have enough Holy Ghost. You don't have to rely on that. How do you know I is one? I hope this is helping somebody today. I don't have time to go on. I'll have to step into a, another, another scripture reading, and we're going to stop right there today. But I want somebody to hear me, please. I love you. I want to see God do everything he's got for new freedom. I'm not here to build me a kingdom. You don't want to live in my kingdom. I live in my kingdom. You don't want to live there. But see, every morning when I get up, I got to go kill me again. I got to go put me on an altar. I've got to go get my carnal mind and say, buddy, today I am not living for you. I'm following after the Spirit. You know what happens when churches fall? Somebody began to follow after their thinking, not after the Spirit. 
That's why Paul said in Galatians 1, 8, and 9, Though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel than that we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As I said before, so say I now again, if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which ye have received, let him be accursed. Does that mean I can't go to church over yonder and then God called me over here and i got to follow the standards of that church? No, he called you here. Did he call you here? Yeah, I know he called me here. Then follow this example. Next week, we're going to get into that. Next week, we're going to get into how do I know what the laws of the Spirit are. God gave you the ministry. And I'm not going to get into it today because it's a whole lesson by itself. So if you don't come next week, I'll know why. He gave you the ministry for the perfecting of the saints. Sister, you want to know what you ought to look like? And I didn't even know what she wore today. I don't have to worry about it. She's following after the Spirit. Brother, you know what you ought to look like? And if you can't trust me, we, we need to pray about some other things. No, I'm serious. I'm not making a joke. I don't know why I even said that. If you can't trust the man of God in your life, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about it'll never change. It'll never, it will never change. Ooh, man, I'm like a. <laughs> God gave gifts unto me. For the perfecting of the saints. For the work of the ministry. I've had people give me gifts. I didn't want. Just being honest. I've had people give me gifts I didn't want. I had no use for it. But I took it. And when I got it home and I began to read the fine print, I thought, wow, they know me better than I knew. And God has given us a gift. I don't want to be guilty of saying, God, I don't like that part of it. I'm not going to partake in it. I have no idea where this is going. We better stand. I, I'm, oh, thank you, Jesus. Next Sunday's going to be a good lesson. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much. We thank you so much for the word of God today. God, we are walking after the Spirit. We have made up our minds, God. We're going to be what you called us to be. We've made up our minds, God. We're going to do what you called us to do. We know, God, your word is forever settled in heaven. And, God, I ask you that you would help us to hide these words in our heart. I ask you, God, that you would help us to be the church you went to Calvary for. In Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. amen. Praise God.